0: Hello and welcome to Beers Without Frontiers episode 7. Today I'm joined by Charles Hello and Vicky. Hello and we're going to drink some Belgian beer. Um, also joining us today is our friend Dave who Hello. will assist us with this difficult endeavor. Um, so yeah. We're going a bit Belgian y. Yes, we are. For this week, yeah. Um, so, the first beer that we've got in front of us now. Who wants to? Vicky, tell yeah. us what, we're drinking. what
1: so we drinking? we're drinking. We're drinking Boone Marriage Parfait Creek. It's a rich, decadent, but perfectly balanced cherry sour made from 18 months of lambic with 400 grams per litre of overripe cherries. So, the result should be a deeply fruity cherry red beer with notes of scrumpy cider, oak, marzipan, and, of course, cherry. Okay. What do we think? Do lovely we colour isn't it? It's a lovely
0: yeah. kind of... Yeah, mm. it's basically as cherry as you'd expect, oh. really. Wow. Yeah. There's no head on there. No no head so to speak of.
2: Is that to do with the pouring or the... It disappeared very quickly didn't I? Mm. I saw you pour it. We cracked it off air and then Very it effervescent. It was,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's still got an effervescence with, within it hasn't mm. it? Even though the, the head retention is, is low but I'd imagine that's the same for a lot of these style beers.
1: Oh. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely cherry in there.
0: I find this, because I'm not that expert in these kind of styles of beer, this to be a lot more palatable than the straight Ouda goose mm. You know, the uh, the cherries is softening off hard edges. I think this could be more of a, a gateway into yeah, I mean, it, these it, styles. It, it's not a
2: real um, puckering sourness mm. that you're getting from it. It's quite... It's quite. It's, it's quite there. Nice. The sourness is there. It's quite, drying. got quite a drying on the palate. But right? actually...
0: Yeah, very like, dry. It's
2: perfect dryness because it makes you want to dip in and try it again because it's it's yeah it's actually quite nice this weather it's a little bit sweet um slight a little bit of vanilla I'm getting on it slightly but but yeah like I say very kind of oaky woody cherry comes through obviously massively yeah
0: massive hit of cherry I think also there's no way I would put this at eight percent no is it eight percent yeah wow because the body feels thinner than that doesn't it yeah yeah. Yeah Yeah, um, definitely a thin body,
3: champagne like, definitely. Yeah. Um yeah, disappears so, disappears but leaves the
0: cherries in your mouth for, for quite a while. Yeah, so this
2: bottle you picked up
0: when? Last week, um, nipped into uh Biogonzo in Coventry. Cool. And um who who do have a a really good Belgian selection. So um, this is
2: actually a twenty sixteen bottle.
0: Yeah and rough aging
2: potential's good on that as well.
0: Yep, 20 years, so it says. 20 years, okay. So you can put this in your cellar for 20 years. Knowing most people, you'll move house several times, <laughs> so you'll have to take it out of your cellar, put it back in your new cellar, of I. course. I.e. you're covered. That's right, unless you are buying Victorian terrace houses with large cellars. I, th- no. I think realistically most people that we know
3: wouldn't, it wouldn't last that long. No. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Yeah, very good
2: stuff.
0: No. cheers, mm. enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, mm. cheers so um so that's what we'll be going on with yeah a three point nine on untapped as well as an overall score, so rated highly but it's Disarrated. it's you know the the brewery is uh, brewery bone pronounced bone, not boone um, so this this is in the Lembeek region exactly From giving Belgium. its name to the style yeah. um, so Frank bone mm-hmm. set up uh, this uh, this brewery uh, he took it over well actually no he took it over in the late 70s I believe and has now grown it to be one of the one of the biggest producers of, of these style of beers um, this one yeah is, is obviously the, the cherry kind of thing the is version yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah obviously yeah as we were saying a, a blend of young and old Lambic with, with an absolute massive amount of, of cherries with it as well so, the, so the non-creek one is just the Gurs. Yeah, the Gurs. Yeah. Uh, they do other stuff as well. Um, they this not to be confused with the four percent version that uh, nice. Waitrose have started stocking now, which I think is like a, a sweetened version of it. Um, which is four percent. Great thirst mm-hmm. quencher on on days like this, but and probably a decent yeah. price as well for. Yeah, I, I had a bottle of that a few weeks ago and it was under three quid a bottle, I think. So, you know, a really, really good beer to have.
2: And that's now sitting alongside tins of gamma and Neckel, and
0: Absolutely, like it was a bit of a shock. Yeah, they've they've got the Bone um Creek in and the um Oud Goose in as well. Both both of those in, in Waitrose now, which is well, you know, not only when, has, not only is craft beer come to the supermarket, mm-hmm. but Belgian beer too. There's
2: no way we'd have seen that coming even three years ago really to sort of a beer of that stature you know getting out there you just wouldn't you wouldn't imagine it really I think it's
3: just symptomatic of the market itself really isn't it yeah it's getting more popular so it will go to the supermarkets you know the buyers will
0: see it and wanna do you think they'll shift that in
3: any volume
0: Mm. or (laughs) it's one of those things if people are daring enough to try this I mean this is the kind of beer you'd give to a wine drinker Mm -hmm. right yeah you don't like beer do you Try this, and and you know if you get something like cider, yeah. and wine, mm. this this would be that kind of bit. This It's kind of a crossover, isn't
2: it? Exactly so for some some drinkers, I guess. Yeah,
1: which for me, who um, doesn't like a lot of wine or uh, and doesn't like cider, really, this is why I slightly struggle with sours because it's yeah. a bit. I'm smelling it, and I'm going, "Oh my goodness, that's going to be really sour." This one, I think, probably like you said, because of all the cherries, is it's, more palatable. It softens the blow, doesn't definitely it? Definitely softens it, but yeah. I definitely couldn't have a lot of it. But, but for for eight
0: percent, I mean, that's, that's incredibly oh, smooth. Yeah, it doesn't
1: drink is eight percent. You
0: wouldn't even have it. No, not field. at all. I I think because of the style of beer it is, it just has that thinner body and a different kind of carbonation to it. You know, it's so. softer carbonation, isn't it? Yeah, it's like it's soft. almost like uh, like you brew with champagne used to get smaller bubbles. It's yeah. that kind of thing. Mm, I think it's not a
2: prickly kind of um, carbonation that you would p- perhaps get with some some other sours. And yeah. Sugar.
1: So, Interestingly, yeah. I'm just reading the note, the notes that you put out again about this one. It says it ages beautifully, but it loses some of its fruitiness to mellow out to be like a fruity champagne like beer. So yeah, oh, definitely yeah. the older you'd imagine a, a
2: lot of that upfront cherry would probably fade slightly. Um, mm. and you probably get a lot more of the wood character coming through, I guess, as it sits in the bottle a bit, bit of, all, of funk. A bit of yeah. funk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: but yeah, so, very good start. Yeah, good start, good start. So obviously uh, we we have Dave joining us this this podcast. Hello. Yeah. Welcome. And um you know it's one of these things where we have to ask everybody on the podcast <laughs> what is your beer journey so that is the well, question what is your beer journey it's a very it's a very long one a long one
3: <laughs> there <laughs> you it's, go we've got uh, some time to fill I think yeah. uh, I think the first beer I ever remember was a, a, a Jorvik Lager which was brewed by um, Mansfield Brewery uh, where I grew up and um, they're no longer with us unfortunately I think they wrapped up around about 99 got sold off to wolverhampton hmm. uh which went to marston's and they still produce it to this day um but uh the kit from mansfield got sold i believe to either china or north korea uh oh. so a rather interesting end to the yeah. Mansfield brewing kit yeah um so yeah i had uh, i remember having three liters of it on a park somewhere yeah. and then uh <laughs> Park uh, drinking. Yeah, yeah. my, uh, my neighbour's uh, flower bed didn't do so well uh, a few <laughs> hours later. Um, but hey-ho. Um, before that, I think my uh, my mum's told me that when she wanted me to go to sleep, she used to dip my dummy in her uh, uh, maccasins, <laughs> And uh, that, that helped me go to sleep, apparently, as well. The original milk style. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So um, following on from that, really, so about the age of 12, uh, my mum and dad bought an off-licence and they built it up from next to nothing to be quite a successful business and from living in there really I've tried everything, like everything so yeah just a, a great apprenticeship for being an outsider. So if Untapped <laughs> had existed back then you'd have been way ahead oh, of Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'd, I'd, be, uh, I'd be in front of Roberto Ross you know <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, uh, um, so yeah it started off there I, I worked in, a, in bars when I was around university and and college, and uh, what were you drinking around the It was usually lagers, you know, mass produced lager macros, stuff. Piss, um, yeah. And then uh, I guess my first real craft experience was when I moved to um, Rutland for work, and uh, I discovered the Grain Store Brewery, which has got a micro brewery in the back, and uh, started looking at this traditional English stuff. Mm. But um, certainly opened my eyes to, to various tastes and flavours, uh, different styles of beer. Uh, sort of fell into Bit of a rut with that kind of stuff for a while hmm. um concentrated on work and golf and <laughs> getting married and kids and stuff like that and then uh um then yeah moved to leamington and saw uh i think wild ball punch bowl again traditional stuff crafty stuff though and you know it it, it uh, getting more, more in, into beer again, and then I think Sean opened up for War it Real L And so uh, back in, back in the 2015, yeah, I think I was in. Yeah. I, was, I was probably one of the first people in there. <laughs> yeah. heard, it, heard it opening and thought, right, okay, I'm going to I go down know. and see and see, and see what's, what it's all about. And uh, I think the first one in there was a Lemon Dream from uh, Sloping. Yeah. Yeah. And, Never looked back really. From from there, it's just carried on and on. Oh, discovering yeah. as as Sean has discovered, We've really, ridden the wave. For yeah, a few years uh, and then yeah, the, the the best or worst thing that's ever happened is discovering untapped and, <laughs> and this insatiable need to keep checking things in and having different yeah. beers but yeah. getting badges i think Ticking. everyone's got that yeah so yeah i am uh, i am a uh, i am a, my, my name is david and i am a ticker yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. i'm just an electronic ticker yeah. um, are you pleased you got that out now yes it's out there Will now go, yeah. i yeah. can start collecting the badges yeah <laughs> um, yeah no uh, and, and i'm i've been planning my way through around about a thousand a year since since, since i started so work,
0: yeah so you kind of did like lager through real ale to then into kind of more crafty stuff but do you still drink lagers and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. any any
3: any style really i'm i'm not um i'm not racist against any kind of particular beer <laughs> yeah. but you know beerist uh, yeah. I'm, yeah definitely not beerist i'm uh i i, I like everything i like cider lagers uh, sours porters, stouts
0: uh, all styles really. Yeah. Thing, so there's, really there's not one style that you no. just go Ooh, i don't like uh, that kind of thing
3: the super sours probably would, yeah. would be would be a no at the minute, but um, mm-hmm. I am gradually getting into them. You're in training, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, um, and um, yeah, no, I think I don't think there's much that I wouldn't try. I'm certainly not scared of any ABV now. Mm. Um, I, I know that I like this one, it's eight percent that we're trying, and it doesn't taste like it's eight percent. I'm only having a little bit. I know I'm not going to fall over. So yeah, yeah, be fine. And usually with the higher ABV, you get more flavour. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so uh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm really, uh, really into trying anything new. Really. Good job. Yeah, like you
1: say, though, with the higher ABVs, I think it puts some people off or some people mm. they still think, oh, yeah, yeah. pint what, mentality you, or half pint mentality. You know, there is still a stigma, isn't there, yeah.
2: about ABV and beer particularly, which there shouldn't be. Because
1: but. they're not, people aren't prepared to just.
0: Yeah drink a
1: half drink a little bit of it have have you don't have to have yeah, a don't have to have a exactly
0: there. the most common comment is like well I couldn't drink a pint of that it's like no one's asking you you don't need to <laughs> right? yeah. Yeah. and to be honest the price of them nowadays you know, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was in the cellar
3: club in Leamington the other day and there was a pint for 19 quid Whoa. but you know you don't have a pint you have a third
0: <laughs> exactly that's what it's designed for 8-9% you don't want a pint of it Yeah. <laughs> no. otherwise you fall over pretty quick you can't have anything else exactly you can't carry on you could water it down couldn't you though um, well, yes. Bolton. Let's move, let's move on. Let's move on. Right. So, um, obviously, uh, it's been a few weeks since we last recorded. Uh, so, uh, since we've the since the Birmingham. Yeah, the Birmingham trip. So, we've all been on a few hoppy excursions since then. So, Um,
2: we can't actually call it Beer Adventures, though, can we? No, we're not allowed to do that. (laughs) We're not allowed to do that.
0: Copyright, Beer O'Clock Show. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, um, yeah, we we go on hoppy excursions. Hoppy excursions. Yeah. Um, Right, so the things that have kind of come up, really, um, it's been a few A couple of beer festivals, isn't there, really? Um, Lock and Key. Yeah. In Birmingham Uh, is that a couple of weeks ago now? Two weeks Um, ago, yeah. The first lock and key Mm -hmm. um, held in the Bond Company in Digbeth, um, site of um, where they used to have the beer bash, I think, uh, Mm -hmm. two or three years ago. Um, Well, what did we think? What did we think of lock and key? I
1: thought it was really good. Really, really good. It was well run and organised. Yeah, lots of good... uh, Breweries there, lots of good stores It wasn't just all breweries, was it? There were some no. people like um, uh, beer merchants, beer merchants there. and there. they so brought beers along as well, and uh, no, it was really good. I think the only thing that. For me, it would have been nice if there had been a bit of a um, beer list with that program as well, so we, could, yeah. whilst we were sitting there, we could.
0: Uh, yeah, the only beer list was online, wasn't it? So, uh, with the program itself, that wasn't the beer but list. We
2: knew where the brewer, the breweries but were, but we didn't necessarily know what they were pouring yeah. unless you went.
3: Yeah. But that wouldn't Don't change, change a program, Grandad.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, but so, so
1: we. I think part of that though didn't help because some of the people weren't great at advertising what the, so, some of the way they'd set out what they. were Selling it wasn't that visible, so it was a bit like uh, you know it was it was a bit of a.
0: I think that's probably like, about the only criticism, yeah. isn't it? Because yeah. a big shout out for the fact that they've got water stations there. You could rinse your glass. Proper water
2: machines. and Yeah, yeah.
0: I think that was part of the infrastructure oh, right. of the building that they use because they put conferences on and stuff anyway. But hey, just adds to the fact that it was a great venue to choose to, to use. You know, it got. A, a great location, um, part of it inside, part of it a covered area outside, so even if it did start raining, all although the weather was great. We were lucky, I guess,
2: with the weather yeah. when we went on the yeah. Saturday day session, It was there was barely a cloud in the sky, no, it, was driving, and, and, um,
0: yeah. it was ideal really. But so um, there were some great uh, talks there as well, Andy Parker from Elusive Brewing did a little bit about yeah. his new homebrew book, um, and also Jager Weiss from Wildcard Brewery did a, a great thing on uh, brewing with fruit. So there was other stuff. Those are the couple that, w- that we got to. Uh, that was uh, really interesting, mm. uh, and some great uh, food options there as well. Yeah. The legendary original oh, Patty Man. How good was uh, that? Had had their burgers there, and also there was a, um, uh, well, you know, a um, a hot dog stand there as well, which I can't remember the name of now actually. But um, yeah, um, overall, great experience. I'm hoping it happens again next year. Um, really really impressed uh, great organization from uh, the people at cherry reds and from the guys at uh, midlands beer blog are, are the main people uh catherine as was one of the main people that, that organized all of that it sounds like they work tirelessly together absolutely I guess, yeah. absolutely yeah. so you know uh, good on them. them and yeah. big hopes for it happening again next year because it's really uh, impressed um, and it was it was quite a few beery
2: highlights generally, wasn't there? I mean, the tick for me. I, know, I obviously we'll come back to it, but for me, th- three beers that really stood out was the Glasshouse uh, Brewery option, which was the the table beer, mm-hmm. two point eight mate, two point eight mate, which yep. was really really good. Uh, and that was the first one I had actually on, on the day, and then Imperial toncoco Brew York. By Brew York which Amazing was beer. Absolutely fantastic. Yep. And thirdly, third place, I'm okay, third place, but Lervig three bean stout, which was absolutely stunning. Again, as well. not, a, not a bad beer, that. Big so beer. Big beer. Big beer for a beer daytime yeah. session. <laughs> three o'clock in the afternoon, that was a big yep, beer to yeah. have, but um, it went down very well.
1: See, uh, I think I was slightly spoiled because we were when we got in there, we walked around and it was like I thought I'll just have a look and see what I'm choosing. And the Brie York guys kind of was like, you know, lovely but quite pushy. Went there and it was like, come they, on, they, no, they, come and try this.
0: Active selling.
1: And uh, one of their beers called Rhubarb Strider. I was going to say,
0: like, what oh. a beer name that is. Yeah, and well, what, what a beer, beer a name. And for, what, a
1: beer. what a beer. And that was the thing. It was that was my first beer of the day, and that kind of almost spoiled me there. It's like those little but, boiled sweets. Yeah. It rib- was the
0: rhubarb and custard the sweets. sweets. It was that in a glass fantastic I mean you might so some people might just go oh well that's it's not really beer is it it's like well no it is you know if you want a brown beer then drink a brown beer this is taking beer somewhere different yeah. yeah. and it's it was super drinkable for I think it was about five, five and a half something like that Um but it was just a fantastic sort of you know uh showcase really for what can be done with, with modern beer now and uh, they were smashing it Brilliant. and a shout out also to Neon Raptor Mm-hmm. Yep. who bought
1: yeah.
2: several very, very good beers along mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it was a real pleasure to try some of their beers. Yeah. I think
1: the only thing, and we all said it at the time wasn't it? It was, it was great in so much as you got your tokens, it was obviously done by a token thing um, and you just went out to the store, every beer that you had was just one token but it was up Different to each store. Different measures, wasn't it? They yeah. decided what the measures were. So, with the, the, the Rhubarb Streisand, yeah. my first beer of the, the day, it was like, well, that was a two thirds. And there was, we said at the time, didn't we? So we always kind of said, ah, but actually, if you want to go around and do loads, maybe yeah. having a two thirds is a bit too, a bit much, too much. You know, you yeah. wouldn't that, have that.
2: So, maybe, I mean, again, it's a very minor criticism, but would yeah. you change that for next year, maybe? Have just consistent <laughs> just levels,
0: measures of pours for thirds or halves or whatever. I think they left it up to the brewers themselves, though, and perhaps maybe that's the best thing. They know what it costs for them to bring that beer to to the to the festival, and so there may be reasons we we yeah. don't fully understand as to why the measures were as they were. Yeah. because it wasn't necessarily done on ABV. Because I don't know right. if you remember the wolf um, the wolf
2: bar had a a bar uh, a, a, a stand, and they brought along some Dayer. Beers which were they so they served in in thirds mm. when they weren't double IPAs yeah. or triple IPAs or anything like that they were just regular so, IPAs and were they
1: doing all of theirs in third measures um,
2: from memory I think they were yeah, yeah. so, yeah. They, again, so
1: again it must that was just their so this is it you could argue you possibly
2: but then those beers they they bought in themselves haven't they yes. they're, they're not it's not from a brewery yeah. it's from yeah, a, yeah, a it's bar not so any, maybe they yeah. weren't in control maybe of of pricing it's
1: the whole it, I suppose this is it with the whole beer festival thing what is the best is it all inclusive tickets is it all done get started that's a whole another show that's a whole another show I know yeah. but, but actually yeah that is quite it is interesting yeah. isn't it to, I've not been to enough beer festivals to know what is my preferred I think yeah
3: in demand was okay There were what 100ml uh yeah 100, mil pause, 100 so more so having, one, one having not been
0: having not been not been no oh just <laughs> just, just are you sure have never mentioned that you been <laughs> so just getting that out there i haven't been but yet. That's yes that's going to be rectified <laughs> yeah. in yes in two months' time um so so that's a kind of hybrid system then isn't it small pores but tokens yes. yeah 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 you can pay for food with the tokens can't you as well ah. yeah um, yeah, the tokens. Oh, yeah, great
3: yeah cool. tokens can be used i think what was it yeah, 10 for different. 15 tokens or something like that i think so yeah
2: yeah. Um, but again all the, there's so many different breweries at that event and they're going to be varying ABVs anyway um, I think they've just, they just agreed on think, I think when I was there I didn't have
3: anything less than seven
2: no <laughs> there you go yeah, it, it was a
3: good. long session yeah
0: it was very good it it was really shout good. out to buxton though with the uh the dessert ones oh. yeah that was very good a soft serve port. Mm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah Road, Road, uh, they're going to be back there this year doing that kind of thing they were doing it at yeah. the craft beer festival this weekend weren't they yes um they were doing the soft serve okay. so um i think they're, they're not in the green
3: room which we were in last year i think they're somewhere else they might be in where lurvig were yeah, um, mm. last year
0: in the yeah. Turkish baths or whatever it we've got do. enough time to study, study that study where the were form you, yeah were go? indeed so. Um, so obviously Belgian beer we're drinking Belgian beer and funnily enough uh, Vicky and I uh, spent a few days in the Benelux region of Europe Ula, the other week very nice um, we went out there to Amsterdam uh, I went to a, a gig went to see the prog rock legends King Crimson uh, Amsterdam uh, and then after that, so uh, whilst we were in Amsterdam, we checked out a couple of good bars there. There's some really nice places to to get a mixture of... Um, some of them are getting a bit of UK craft over, um, and others... Uh, Gollum was one of the bars we went to. Yeah. De Wildman was another one. And uh, Arends Nest, another one that's quite near Central Station, actually. Um, and real, uh, the Arends Nest place... Uh, Specifically, uh, go for just having Dutch beers there so they're showcasing their own stuff uh, the others were, were kind of a mixture of, of stuff um, but yeah that was that was good um, so you know some great places in Amsterdam itself while well, uh, in Holland then I know it's not beer but did you ever have any bitter bolland Yes, at Gollum. Uh, Yes, that was a late-night snack after the gig at Gollum, which shuts... uh, Because there's about three branches of Gollum, and um, they all shut at about three in the morning on a Friday and Saturday. And they keep doing the beer snacks and stuff, Mm. including that for uh, pretty much most of the night, actually. So you turned
1: up about... Midnight, yeah, starving. Hey, I
0: got the beer munchies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So.
1: yes, they were beer munchies. We were in Amsterdam, but the these were beer munchies. Yes, any other time? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Not not any other type. Yeah, Looks yeah, yeah. no, no, yeah. a loud over there. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, It's all cool. It's all it's, it's all cool. Um groovy, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all it's all groovy. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, you had the bit in volume, didn't
0: you? Yeah, yeah, and it was it was fantastic. So yeah, that was the the Amsterdam kind of thing. Uh, great to spend a couple of days there again. Hadn't been for a few years. Um, And then we took the train over to Bruges stopped in Bruges for a night, which, yeah, everybody says, oh, Bruges, yeah, it's a lovely place, blah, blah, blah. Hey, do you know what? It is. They ain't bullshitting. It's a really, really nice place. Um, Canals, beautiful architecture, really kind of nice vibe there. It is very touristy, but most of the tourists are day trippers if they are... um, you know, the, the Belgians themselves will often go there for a day. But then by tea time, then, they will clear off back home again. And so, you know, it quiets down a little bit. Went to some great bars there. Uh, and also did a couple of, um, well, we went to a brewery, didn't we, there as well? The Halfman, Man, um, which are um, basically uh, the people who brew... Um, Straffer Hendrick is one of their brands. Um, we did a great tour there. The one of the highlights of that is um, they show you around parts of the brewery that aren't used anymore. And so there's the original big chimney um, that actually now has a spiral staircase in it. So you keep going up all these narrow stairs, and eventually you emerge at the top, and you've got this fantastic view over the whole town. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, And then after the tour, uh, they've got a great kind of space where they they do food and beer and stuff like that. And we just spent another couple of hours there having some really good food. Uh, I ordered a Straff Hendrik, which I kind of tried to order, the Double. Uh, they brought me a quadruple out, so uh, yeah. that, that that was an interesting. Uh, <laughs> two in the afternoon, uh, what a happy two in yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, dear, it's a quad. Um,
1: <laughs> I had to try and navigate this back to the train station to then carry on to Brussels after uh, <laughs> your 11 <terrible>. percent.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> oh, I should have had Matt and Wendy there, they'd have got you back to the <laughs> yeah, train station, exactly. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, that, that was great, and then we spent a couple of days in Brussels itself, um. So, where did we go in Brussels? We There's went. not
3: many breweries in Brussels, really, is there? Oh, Campion. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, we, <laughs> went. we went, we went uh, we, yeah, we, there. We, exactly. we had
0: a wander around there. Um, yeah, it's walking distance from the Brussels Midi station um, in a slightly kind of downbeat part of town, I guess. It's, it's not the, the prettiest place in the city. Um, and, yeah, we just kind of rocked up there and um, they do tours, a self-guided tour on any of the days that are open except for Friday and Saturday. and um, So yeah, we had like, about a 20-minute introduction from from the chap there, who was quite humorous and uh, gave us a bit of background. And then basically we um, we just had a wander around uh, looking at all the brewing equipment, which of course we're not in brewing season at the moment, so it was kind of quite cobwebby, wasn't yeah. it? Um,
1: well, initially, because obviously we've been around the, t- the half-man before, which is the usual... Steel stainless, steel stainless steel yeah or like modern, kind of modern modern real large modern brewery, brew kit yeah. you know all of that kind of thing we walk around there and I'm going oh so initially I'm like well so, so this is the museum bit then is it this is not where they normally brew because every piece of equipment that we, well, every bit of brew kit we saw was um, it was more it was copper wasn't it stock, yeah. rather than stainless steel and it was like oh bits of copper in there a bit of dirt in there a bit of you know all this kind of thing um, then, as you read through the book, and you been going into this one bit where it says, "So, this is the bit now where we store all the fruits and the grain and the barley and all that kind of thing," um, in from October, and then of course you read a bit further in the book and you realise they don't actually brew. Mm. And so they don't start brewing until October, they brew, what do they say, October till May or, so, or April or something, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, of course, we were like, oh, of course we're in July, it hasn't been used for three months, and hence all the uh, uh, all the cobwebs and stuff. And, because of the whole, you know, the spontaneous fermentation and stuff, yeah. of course, they, they they, like all the, they, they yeah. love spiders, oh, you definitely, you know not Allowed to touch a spider in there, in there all the critters, yeah. bacteria Well, yeah, because this is it, you know. Because they have all the, <coughs> these open bits, all you know. They've got, as we were carrying on round, they've got crates of peaches, yeah. Uh, was it peaches or pe- No, it was peaches, it's peaches it was peaches, yeah. I think. Crates of peaches that which then some guys were then um, stoning ready to put into the um one of the mixes because that makes the fufu actually. I, I think it's apricots, is oh, it? Apricots. It goes into fufu, yeah. That's it, apricots. Okay. Um, and uh, but of course, yeah, that's why they like the spiders because of course all the flies and everything comes in. It's like the spiders will get them. Beautiful. So, that's uh, how the magic yeah, happens. Yeah, no insecticides no peat Craft. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It was uh, um, yeah.
0: So it's a great little tour. You get a couple of beers whilst you're there. You get to try some uh, young lambic which is pre-blend, so it's, it's not something you can normally buy. So they, they give you some of that to try that's you know anything up to a year old, I believe. Um, and then you can go back and then you can pick whatever else that they've got. Um, obviously, unusually uh, for us over here in the UK, you actually see some of this stuff on, on draft, which you normally everything we just used to see in beers like this in, in bottle so um, so you can try something from that as well I think we had the Rosé de Gambrinus uh, I think that's what we had but that's a raspberry version of a creek it's a very sour for me yes. that was yes. I had a bottle
3: of that, that Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, it's, um, yeah it's, it's, it's a great experience there I'd like to go back on a Friday or a Saturday when you actually have the guided tour and somebody actually talks you through every stage of it but um yeah really really worth doing you know you're a star 29 quid each way what's not to like yeah cracking value isn't it yeah yeah, yeah
3: it was 29,
0: definitely, pounds. It was a, 29 pounds yeah wow Yep. Yeah. right there you go you're going to be mewling back some counsel, <laughs> <laughs> you? yeah there you go two suitcases one empty one with your clothes <laughs> in. yeah
1: <laughs> i mean for me probably the most interesting brewery tour i've, I've done yeah but then when we were trying the beers, I was like, yeah, this, this is a bit too sour for me. And in fact, yeah, I ended up giving my half of mine to, to you and uh, made the wheel with So
3: it. So, brewery tour partner, definitely Vicky then. <laughs>
0: because <laughs> yeah,
1: you get double the, in this yeah, instance yeah yes.
0: it, it works normally no <laughs> yeah um, I think there's a whole thing about the whole kind of lambic stuff and all of that you know I spoke to different people I was having a chat to the guy in beer last week when I picked this one up and he sort of said you know you've, you've got to keep at it you know sort so, I've, I've one a week or something like that or a couple of week and you acclimatise to it and he said you know he had like a light bulb moment we we'll got Wow, I'm really getting this now. Really getting it, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm in the game. I'm in the lambic game now." <laughs> um, so, so yeah, it's it's a case of kind of going with something like this, the uh, mariage parfait, which is, I think, just a little bit less um, sour than than some of the other ones. Um, is, is a good way into it, really. Anyway, anyway, that that covers our trip to Belgium and all that sort of thing. The other thing that we went to, or well, Charles went to recently, was Cottage Wine's uh, birthday party. Yes. How was that? Yeah, so obviously, just going back a little
2: bit what we were talking about, um, the day we went to the Lock and, Be- Lock and uh, Key uh, Beer Festival. After that first session, went across to just outside King's Norton for Cottage Wine's birthday party. Which is their annual celebration? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was the 22nd or 23rd year. Um, and this year was different, they had it over two weekends. Right. And um, the weekend, obviously, that I went was the second of the two weekends. Um, they had 20 odd breweries making, um, with different beers brought along, um, which were spread out over the two weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, the, the session I went was a very beery day, we'd had a few at the lock and key. Um, they had a really, really good selection. Uh, standout for me was the Mills Mills Brewery, uh, which were a kind of a spontaneous fermentation brewery um, from Gloucestershire. Gloucestershire way? I think are they uh, Gloucestershire way. So yeah, they bought a version, particularly rare keg actually, which was a version of their running beer, which was with plums. Uh, which was a really
0: really interesting beer so was that like a lambic style or it had some sourness to it
2: uh, yeah there was it was more kind of um, it was a lot of up- upfront sweetness from the plums mm. um, and just a kind of very balanced sourness in the back end um, but for me as a hop head it was really quite drinkable um, and they also bought a keg of infinity vortex which was the northern monk collab with other half and equilibrium which is from hop city all right and uh, it's one of my beers of the year anyway but to see that back again was fantastic um and yeah a lot of the breweries did sort of one-off kegs really for that for that event um so breweries like green duck brewed a beer called cots juice which was a mosaic single hop beer um There was also Elusive Brewery, which we we talked about. Andy, who did a sort of talk at the Lock and Key, he'd also done a version of a beer that was released last year, Mm -hmm. which was Lord Reiki. So obviously Elusive did a beer called Lord Nelson, which is like a farmhouse style beer uh, with Nelson Hops, I guess. Um, And this one that they released this year had been aged I think from the previous year's batch right i think that was how it worked out so yeah it was named after a guy that um frequents cottage quite often a guy called reiki oh um, right right really nice guy and yeah so yeah it was a lot of lot of good people that went great beer list um there was food from bonehead i think it is the, the, oh they did the chicken chicken chicken, chicken people, people yeah, also of, that's it yeah. yeah so they brought a bunch of the whole boatload of chicken wings along which was much needed actually from yeah. <laughs> all the beer that was on offer um, and yeah so that was that
0: was kind of that was the, that beery day really which, was, yeah. which uh, was pretty decent good stuff good stuff uh, and I suppose then the, the, the most recent thing has been the lock and key uh, sorry the Coventry Vegan Beer Festival that was held at Twisted Barrel last uh, Saturday, Saturday wasn't yeah. it yeah so was um, that an
2: inaugural
3: event as well first time I think he's doing four isn't he the uh, the fat gay vegan is doing four of them yes uh, one was in London there's, is it Manchester and Leeds something like that or I know God God. A, amongst, the, like
0: amongst the vegan kind of uh, people uh, uh, th- these events are quite sort of legendary or whatever so it's quite a big deal hmm. for it to be coming to Coventry um, yeah what, what did we think of that then yeah they had uh,
3: had some really good beers the, uh, the one for me uh, the first one i had was the the one that twisted barrel brewed for the for the event it's called when the fever broke it's a peach shower relatively low abv around about four and uh absolutely excellent certainly after the walk from the train station which was yeah quite warm <laughs> quite warm um, yeah. and uh and yeah you needed something uh nice and fresh and uh cooling to uh to get you into the day um the best one for me was the um the, the black salted caramel imperial stout from uh, three hills from Northampton um, I managed to snag a, uh, a little taster from uh, uh, our good friend hashtag um, Shandy Bolton yep. Um surprisingly it wasn't adulterated in any way and uh, it was all that, as poured lovely yep. lovely stuff full of flavor you couldn't tell that it, it was it was it's nine percent nine and a half percent and yeah I've had, I've had about ten of their beers so far not a single one has been disappointed and uh, fingers crossed, I've had a chat with the uh, brewer that was there, and he might be coming to do a tasting at uh, Warwick Real Ale. Yeah, so, hey. fingers that makes crossed. You. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. It so, was,
3: was the event just in the, in the tap room area itself, or was it? So, the beers were, um, so oh, they had the 20 cool. odd beers on the. The, uh, usual, the usual twisted barrel uh, taps. They had a few extra on there from uh, different breweries, uh, and then there was a, uh three breweries with mobile kit. Okay. So it's Three Hills, Renegade or West Berkshire and
1: Neil, Ramp- Neil
0: Raptor. we Raptor we're all set up in the, the brewing area that yeah. is normally a, a no-go when you go to the tap room. That on that particular day was a, hey, come here and talk to these guys. So yeah, as you say, those three were set up there. But it, it extended beyond Twisted Barrel's site as well, because obviously across the courtyard there was another uh, area opened up. Uh, the box. The box, that was yeah. it, where there was um, Tower of uh, Seton, is it? Uh, we're serving uh, chicken, uh, mock chicken, I suppose you could say, uh, deep-fried sort of chicken stuff, uh, which was really super tasty. Not not being a vegan, hands up, I'm not a vegan, but that food was was, was good. damn good. Yeah, yeah the, um, uh, the
3: the noodle chicken curry thing that I had when we arrived was Hot and then every mouthful. After that, it got hotter and hotter, (laughs) hotter, which
0: made the uh, the purchase of the peach sour absolutely perfect. Cooling me down. That's the antidote. (laughs) Um, So yeah, and then we were kind of. uh, There was all sorts of other stalls there. I ended up buying some cookies. Actually, there was a vegan kind of cake stand over in the box area as well. Got some cookies from there. They were doing uh, donuts. donuts. They were running karaoke later on in the afternoon there as well. Um, our friends had a go at that. Yeah.
2: So it was. Um, so it wasn't necessarily weight, weighted purely on beer. It was a mixture of food and beer. And yeah, absolutely,
0: and the, the the beer choices were pretty much your normal twisted barrel, Offering. great tap selection, yeah. plus another three breweries with mobile bars set up. So you know you were pretty sorted. And considering if you bought an early bird ticket, it was four quid. Um, you know it was it was great value. And did that include glass and? Just yeah, so. you got you got a branded uh, plastic glass, reusable, reusable glass, and, um, and a little program thing, I think, or something. Yeah, um, that was pretty much it. There was no token system. It was just normal pay by card or cash, yeah. uh, as you normally would, sort of thing so yeah it was it, it was really good um, I would say it was well attended and I, I hope there's another one next year I'll certainly go again yeah, yeah I, I think, think it much,
1: was what we were saying earlier is right that because they did have the bit of this there didn't they so yeah, yeah, was know, good you, Dave was you, was you were sitting there weren't you ticking old school ticking yeah, all right yeah I'll I'll have have you a tick
3: sheet yeah. Have, I've already admitted that <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. I'll have that then yeah.
3: then I'll have that then I'll have that yeah. Yeah. it's okay Dave we're here to support yeah. you yeah support
1: officer which of course obviously the lock and key one, you wouldn't have been able
0: to do that because you wouldn't, there wasn't a beer this so yeah, yeah. good old fashioned tick sheet then, yeah, <laughs> anarchy, anarchy in yeah. Birmingham. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that that was great. So I hope that happens again, but obviously, in the meantime, whilst I remember, of course, uh, Twisted Barrel, they twice a year have their own beer festival mm-hmm. on, um, and that happens again this August bank holiday, so uh, they do a mixture of whatever's on their taps. Uh, they have a, a, a cask bar a cask usually bar. as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, they tend to mix it up quite a bit, don't
2: they,
3: on on beer selection, different styles. Well, will this be you? the yeah. first one in the new brewery? It will. It will. Yes. So will they, they will they have a cask bar? Mm. Uh, oh. Will they just have oh. a, like we did for the vegan festival? Well, it was will it, they have it, a, it, some guests. It was Gravity Brewers. Though. There. It was it gravity. on Gravity. Yeah. So
0: mm. a little bit easier logistically, I guess, to yeah. possibly get that uh, integrated. Um, yeah, but, yeah. So we'll we'll see. I don't know what the uptake was on the cask bar that they, they were running at Lock and Key, they ran a cask bar yeah. um, I, don't, I don't, know. don't think it was that kind of audience at Lock and Key actually whereas when I've been to Twister Barrels festivals before and they've had the casks on Gravity, there's been quite an uptake of, of people, so possibly a kind of different demographic Do you think that might have been because of the queue at the keg bar? <sighs>
1: yes <laughs> Could, it mean? Could yeah. it have been yeah, I, I, yeah.
3: I seem to remember queuing for a keg beer and someone going to get me a, a uh, cast beer, drinking that cast beer while in the queue, <laughs> then getting a, ki- a keg beer, and then starting Cash the whole process of <laughs> again. Yeah, yeah. Bit, come yeah. here
0: for your queue beer, <laughs> and then and then wait until you get something. there, Wait for your fizz beer. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much rounded up all we've been up to really over the last month or so. So um, we seem to find ourselves with another beer in front of us. Um, Let's talk about it. What Uh, have we got? It's the first British
3: Trappist ale brewed since the Reformation. Uh, This is uh, Mm -hmm. Tint Meadow from uh, the Mount St Bernard Abbey in Leicestershire. It's just off Junction, I think it's about two miles off Junction 23. That's Uh, right, Colville Junction. Trappshed, Loughborough sort of junction. And uh, they've got a lovely big car park there and uh, a, a gift shop for the Abbey with... Uh, various bits and bobs in there and also a, a pallet of beer which I went in on um, Friday and bought a full a full box of beer and a, a nice glass as well.
0: So is that what we'd call a, a chalice? I'm not quite sure the description of some of these. It's, uh, very, tulip. it's very bulbous. Bulbous tulip. A yeah. Bulbous tulip. A bulbous tulip. Yeah, right. So that's branded uh, quite quite subtly. It's been been designed subtle logo, isn't it? It's been
3: designed by Anne Monk. um, Yep, and uh, yeah, it's three vertical lines. Um, Is this uh, somebody called Anne Monk?
0: Or are you? Is this like an and other? Yeah, yeah and other. All <laughs> oh, right. I didn't know if there was a lady called. <laughs> I mean, monk, there was something but, uh,
3: technological. I might have called him Ian Monk. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So, so excuse me. What, what's the significance
2: of the, of that particular branding? Is it? Is so it this
3: has all been done by a monk, and okay. it's it's the traditional old style, right? Uh, the calligraphy f- sort of or, writing. Right, right. Okay. I
0: think the the three kind of vertical bits on the on the glass and the branding is part to do with their windows. I think. Oh, right. I think i maybe heard somewhere. Yeah. is it some yeah. the abbey? Yeah. Um, is that the trappist sign? That's the trappist sign which curiously isn't you uh, you got the sort of was it hexagon or something? Yeah. That that isn't filled in yet and I don't know whether they're waiting for approval from uh, you know the the big big bods at uh, the big know, Trappist.com to, to sort of say because uh, obviously you know while we're talking about Trappist beer the thing to remember is Trappist isn't a style it's 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 a way of life um, <laughs> it's um, to count as a true Trappist beer and to be given permission to use the Trappist logo on bottles the beer's got to be produced within the walls of the Abbey by or under the supervision of monks and the profit must go towards the upkeep of the Abbey uh, and or charitable causes in the local area so um, as I said, there is there is a, a, a kind of uh, association that, that decides this. That's the International Trappist Association. Um, so these guys fit the bill. I'm not quite sure why the logo isn't complete on the bottle. So what, is,
1: what should the logo be then? It should be a coloured in hexagon
3: or something?
0: There is something that says official Trappist product, uh, I think, right. on, on there, um, which um, that that currently is, is not filled in on this one. But... Um, yeah, not hundred percent sure on that. Maybe so, they're just wait- awaiting so, approval, perhaps. <coughs> so
2: it says here, it's the twelfth Trappist Brewery. I mean, where are the others located? Do we know? I mean,
0: yeah. The- um, so yeah, basically, um, I think the majority of the others are in Belgium. Hmm. There is uh, La Trappe, who are in um, they're Dutch. Aren't they're, yeah, just yeah. south of is uh, it near Eindhoven. Right, um, they were the ones who, in two thousand and five, I think, lost their Trappist accreditation because the monks um, weren't really that involved with the brewing because of some of them had passed on and this, that, and the other. They'd actually got some other people in to kind of do the majority of the running of the brewery, and the International Trappist Association were unhappy with the amount of involvement, so they lost their Trappist status. Um, mm. They regained it. Um, Within the last couple of years, I think, because they've got the monks actually slightly more hands-on and overseeing the brewing now, enough to satisfy the the, the big wigs, and so they're back to being Trappist accredited now. Um, as for the other ones, there's one in the states. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, you
2: got you got. Them well, I just looked it
0: up. There's um, so yeah, we've got six in Belgium, right?
2: Uh, two in the Netherlands, one in Austria, Italy, the states, and obviously now the
3: UK, right? Right. Um, mm-hmm. Well, while you're looking at that, we should also mention it's a it's 7.4 yeah. uh, percent, and uh, it's 3.94 on untapped despite yeah. only being out for about a month or so. Yeah, there's been a
0: big buzz about this beer. Um, yeah. Let's drink it. Yeah, let's drink the damn yeah. beer. So this is, is, is just this is an, a strong ale. Is the, the classification? Yep. Yeah. Um, it's
2: wow. It's quite a lot going on there. With there's loads a, on the
0: nose. I think there's a complexity there, isn't there's there? Like a
2: caramel kind of sweetness coming through.
0: It's pouring a dark brown, isn't it? It's, it's mm. not as dark as some... Uh, I, I guess the style closest to it is, is a double. It's uh, almost like a deep mahogany kind of brown. Yes, mm. of mahogany. Yes. A really
2: yes. um, sort of woody sort of colour. Uh,
1: but this... So obviously we just started off with the, uh, the Creek Marriage Parfait at um, 8%. We all said, oh, that doesn't drink like an 8%. This, to me at 7.4 is definitely drinking like a 7.4 if not more it's
0: uh it's quite a it, cheers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cheers it's it's um it's boozy isn't it yeah so i've yeah. had a little bit of it and it's it's sort of chocolatey uh, there's a bit of
3: raisin in there a lot of caramel a fig, yeah fig, a of
0: those, fig there's kind of,
3: figgy of dark, pudding. dark stone fruits yeah, yeah, yeah definitely all of that dark fruits uh, which is what you'd expect from a, a, a double mm. in style really um I think this is going to really stand up well to
2: aging. I was going to yeah. say this—it does taste very young. If that mm. makes sense, it probably just needs
0: to, yeah, settle out a bit. Yeah. Um, oh, I that's handy then, because I've got eight in <laughs> the cupboard. <laughs> well, the best before date on here says uh, eighth of the sixth twenty. So um, it's only really a couple I of guess years, they've only but, got a couple of years on there though, but
2: I would imagine that's going oh, to that I think it. that that stuff goes out the window doesn't that's it? Really Yeah really a guide like a very cautious guideline and yeah. you could probably hang on to that
0: Thing is it's uncharted territory isn't it I mean people have been aging things like a Westmail double and stuff like that for, for decades so they kind of know what the result is going to be This no one has aged this because it didn't exist before a month mm-hmm. ago so it, uh, but you can hazard a guess that based upon the kind of beer that it is it will uh you know yeah, it will that'll, really that'll you know yeah. carbonation is
3: good on that as well it's it's quite smooth again very smooth similar to yeah beer had lovely bit of sweet mouthfeel in there as well yeah, yeah. well interestingly uh, on the ingredients
0: with... it's got sugar which is quite a belgian thing that they use candy sugar and stuff like that in doubles um, yeah
2: so Well, it says here i mean Trappist beers are mostly top fermented and yeah. Mainly bottle condition, which guessing yeah. when we poured this, that it yeah. most likely is. It is bottle condition, it does say so. that. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah so. it does under, undertake, a, I think, a secondary fermentation in the bottle, doesn't it? Hmm. There'll yeah, be, this, there'll be a little bit of sugar put in when
0: they yeah. put the beer in. Yeah, that's why
1: you have to be a bit careful when pouring it out.
0: Yeah. I mean these, these bottles have been settled for a week now um, but it is still pouring out slightly cloudy even with yeah. the first bit out of the bottle there's a slight haze to it um, obviously yeah
2: that's that's just as in it hasn't been sat upright for probably that long as you said about a week
3: so yeah. Not, yeah. That's not really lot, a lot of time no. Mm. No, there's a little bit of Trappist soup in the bottom ah, <laughs> Trappist soup my favourite kind mm. um, so do
2: we think I mean obviously this is one style of beer It's it's Classified obviously, and tapped as a, as a strong a strong ale, mm. is can we
0: see them? Do you think producing different styles of beer I, in I, the Trappist way or? I wouldn't expect to see a dipper come out of there, to be honest. No, um, or not a New England IPA? No, no, probably not, no. <laughs> or um, even
2: an India Pale Lager? <laughs> no, and I, I, no.
0: I, d- I really can't see any pastry stouts coming out of there either. Dipper. But um, I, I think most Trappist breweries, they, they tend to do about, like what, three or four, don't they? Like West Mile do about three, four beers it may be or may Maybe just a varying strengths rather than a, yeah. a, a, a different, different um, style
2: different of beer. Style. You know doubles triples um quads i guess
0: I think, they could have, yeah. I think the thing is the demand for this seems to be so high at the moment i mean there was a, a press event um you know about a month ago when it launched uh, and obviously they've hooked up with james clay for distribution which which obviously gets the beer into a lot of places um and I, th- I think they could probably, you know, this is doing all that they needed it to do because, you know, the story being that they they used to kind of run a, a dairy herd that that would basically bring the money in for the monastery, and um, it was not obviously that profitable in the end. So they got rid of the of the cows, and uh, they got they bought a brew kit. Um, I think ultimately, you know, their aim is to. Bring some money in and just, just the upkeep of the monastery and all that sort of thing. So if they can do that with one style, they may not be jumping to kind of like try loads of different stuff. We'll we'll have to see, you know. But demand is high at the moment. But in terms of them getting, say, a, a, a you know, a state of the art brew kit,
2: I mean, is that do you think that's something that they it would take a long time for them to get the adequate funding for that or
0: Well, to be honest, the kit they've already got is state of the art from, yeah. from having seen the pictures. The so didn't need to make Huge wholesale investments, then. It's hard. It's hard to know, but I know they they, they did a lot of research into this. this. The story was that one one of the, the guys there, he actually went and brewed with some of the other Trappist breweries to kind of learn about the process. And the the advice he got apparently was they all sort of said, "Don't just copy what we're doing. Do do something." That is a little and, bit different. Yeah. And I think they've actually hit the nail on the head with this because as they're describing, it's like a strong English ale. It's it's not trying to be something <clears throat> particularly Belgian. Um, it, and I guess all the ingredients are English. You know, yeah. English
1: well, malt. That's because what yeast are they are they using a Belgian yeast or are they using well, an English yeast? That's the thing, isn't
0: it? They haven't Told anybody mm. that? There's been a lot of press interest and, and stuff on on the net, so on people's blogs could, and stuff, and they haven't said what any of the ingredients are. But it could well be an in-house
3: yeast, a house yeast maybe, yeah. or mm-hmm. like they could be cultivating their own. I think there's a bit of, uh, there's definitely a bit of water and sugar and uh, some <laughs> barley malts and uh, kind of a little bit of hops. And there's definitely some yeast in there. There's definitely
1: so. some yeast, right? yeah. 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 I, from think, from I think we've days. got to the
3: bottom of it already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Well, not too far to the bottom. That's where the sludgy bit
0: is. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: God, what would we do without Dave here? Yeah, sorry.
0: Decoding labels. I don't want I don't <laughs> to blow anyone's minds, you know. Yeah. But I'd...
1: sorry, are we getting a bit geeky for you there? We? No. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> keep digging keep digging um i think it's great yeah. I, I really like it i like this kind of style yeah. anyway i think the only thing is on a hot august afternoon like yeah. this probably degrees. Yeah, yeah probably not the best beer for the day um but i'll be getting a few more of these in for the winter for sure really really good really i think good, i'll be old. said sitting on a few bottles would be yeah. good as well i yeah. think i'm gonna be opening
3: mine once every Br- Couple of months, see yeah, how they yeah. See how yeah,
2: they change, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So, you, you can just add, you can get you can literally visit their shop anytime, is it in the week or is it uh,
3: anytime? There are certain times a day when they close for 15 minutes for prayers, but apart from that, they're generally open most of the day. Cool, uh, check the website, well, it's not yeah. too far away who knew, who the website
0: the exactly. Or Facebook pages, they've got a Facebook page as yeah. well, so yeah. Um, yeah. Check, check them out yeah we'll put all the links in the show notes anyway uh, so if people want to kind of do that but you know if you're anywhere in the East Midlands and you like beer you should be nipping up there and getting yeah, yeah, few bottles yeah, yeah, yeah definitely yeah. Um, so there you go
1: so the trappy thing you're talking about is that that's where it's like um, all the profits have to go back in with to the, into yeah. the mon- monastery yeah. and maybe a bit to charity or whatever because mm. there are also Abbey ales as well is right a- good
0: point good point Abbey beers are are uh, basically beers brewed in the same style as the Trappist ales, you know doubles, triples, that kind of thing. Um, Bre- brewed but, in monasteries. Yeah, but if they uh, so it's, it's non it's, so
2: it's like Cistercian or Benedictine. Yeah, Benedictine. Sorry. Um, yeah, or produced by a commercial brewery under an arrangement with a, an
0: extant monastery. Yes. Yeah, basically, if there's too much commercial input, then they don't pass the Trappist mm. test, and so therefore they call them Abbey beers. So yeah. that so that you know, Johnny Punter is is in the beer shop and he's he's seeing an Abbey beer. You know that it's basically these kind of styles of beer really, and it's potentially brewed in those kind of buildings, but there is you know There's, that's why La Trappe as I was saying earlier m- they probably then started saying hey we brew Abbey beers then until they got their Trappist status back
1: right so it's a, yeah, it's much more of a commercial endeavour within yes. the monastery so and yeah. it's normally
0: yeah. with the name of a defunct or fictitious Abbey for example
1: ah uh. Right,
0: right, okay. so there are a few like that, but in terms of if you're just a beer geek and you want to drink good beer, mm-hmm. an Abbey beer is going to be anything as good, yeah. yeah, you know, as, yeah, so as, it's, as a genuine Trappist beer.
1: It's there's no snobbery or whatever, it's just no, absolutely, in some ways, it's more just about where the money where the is going back into, yeah. I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's pretty like much commercial um, or yeah. not for profit kind of thing, yeah. Me, so. uh,
0: yeah. I mean, supposedly, is, is uh, West Letterham a Trappist? Uh, beer, I think it is. Oh, I was just going to ask about Abbott Twelve because that's the goes the yeah yeah Westy Twelve the, re- the regarded new... as being the best beer in the world, which yeah. take with a pinch of salt, really. <laughs> um, <laughs> what about Pliny? What about Pliny? <laughs> uh, I've never tried that. Uh, I've got I've got
3: some fingers in some pies. Fingers yeah, crossed yep. we'll get you, you, some, you've some got to your, try. Your sauces, apparently. So yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I met a guy in Rome. That's all I'm going to say. That's all you're going to say. <laughs> a friend of a friend of a friend. Yeah yeah. Mm. It's great when you mm. bump beer. into a Californian in in uh,
0: in Rome. <clears throat> there you go. In a brew dog, so you'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, so I think that's that's um, summed up our feelings on on this beer, which is generally a thumbs up, isn't it? Mm. I think really good, really yeah. good. Right um, news. We don't really do news, Beery but news. but there is some news new brewery is, is there a sting for the news is there a what a sting there
1: you go you know do do
0: do oh something I think you just did it
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> well
0: yeah <laughs> there you go that saves you about 20 minutes of finding jingles <laughs> isn't <it>? absolutely um <laughs> yeah basically uh, the the only bit and something quite interesting for, for local folks is there is a new Coventry brewery starting to brew in September they are called a machinistas um they are a um there was a, a brewery basically kind of home brewing uh called rochester road uh which is over in earlston um i think they've kind of joined up with with somebody else uh, i dropped them a, a dm actually just to ask for a little bit more info and uh, they got back to me and sort of said we're hoping the first brews are on sale in mid-september uh we're going to check our recipes and scale up because they're, they're scaling up to having a, a proper brew kit um, the planned launch beers are, and this, this gives you a sort of idea of what kind of stuff they're going to be doing, a uh, Time for g which is a kettle sour infused with juniper and other botanicals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ophelia, which is a chocolate imperial stout with a hint of rosemary. Uh, Slurple Haze, Ooh, nice tip to Jimi Hendrix there. Classic cloudy uh, New England IPA and Brett Brute, an IPA this made with really champagne yeast and Brett. Mm. Well, so
3: didn't we have a Brett IPA at the Vegan Beer Festival? We did, was from that. No. it from Three, three Hills. Hills? Three Hills, yeah, so that, oh, absolutely yes. excellent beer, wasn't like it? Yeah. So was it a Brett or a Brute?
2: Because this is Brett. Brett. both, this is both Brett and Brute, um. which is the Brute IPA is the next
0: big thing. as we? Well what is that in. then? What I is it was what an is aftershave. a brute? What is a, a, a yeah? I thought brute was an aftershave from the seventies. So brute is is a champagne yeast ah. that's used to ferment. an IPA. Here was me getting muddled with all those old Henry Cooper
3: adverts from the seventies. Yeah. yeah, but I what it, if you splash it on your chin? You yeah. get a load of seventy-year-old ladies coming to you.
2: But what that as far as I'm aware, going back to the big geeky kind of brewing stuff. Yeah, it's kind of helps ferment- fermentate the beer to very yeah. very low gravity so it attenuates really well apparently and just leaves a really resi- like real dry finish to the beer mm. so it's quite interesting so there's literally it is as dry as anything really Wow, uh, interesting and brings out a lot of different different flavors and characteristics from that yeast really mm. okay so, looking um, out for so for yeah we'll yeah. say a yeah. lot thing. more there's been quite a few breweries that have had a go at it so far i think ridgeside have released one uh recently yeah. i think odyssey have done one and yeah Cloud Another water, couple, I think, they, have yeah. had a go at one as well. Yeah. So I think we're going to see. It's been so big for a while in the states. I think it's started to come over. To come over we've here. We've seen seen a few few different brews giving it a crack. Really. Okay. So like so you said, okay. so
1: this one could be really quite interesting then because it's, it's like breaded, it's, like it's bread like bre- bre- as bre- 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 so and brett yeast, and, bre- bre- and it's going to be that. So it's yeah. going to be hence little, the name. So
0: yeah. It's going to be dry and mm. quite funky. Yeah. So that'd be really interesting to to look out for. They are on Twitter at Machinistas uh, we'll put the link to their website in the show notes they're currently out and about in California blogging away and drinking beer in California hopefully getting some inspiration for further uh, future brews um, so yeah be interesting to see what, what they come sounds up with sounds interesting yeah I was looking at those last
3: night and uh, they didn't they all meet at the homebrew club in
0: Twisted Barrel yes because Twisted Barrel do their monthly homebrew club yeah um, so you know acting as a catalyst for getting local brewers together and, and things like this come out of that so that's great um, in other news, uh, the old post office, who we featured in a previous podcast uh, in Warwick, uh, the Micro Pub, has won Camera West Midlands Warwickshire Pub Yay. of the Year Award. Uh, this is on top of, obviously, the, the one we talked about on the previous podcast, which was the Heart of Warwickshire Camera Award that they won a few months back. So congratulations to Tom, Gemma, Steve, and all of the guys there on, on their award. and on really, really well deserved that, and yeah. yeah, we worked very hard for that.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, and so the, so the next round is now West Midlands, is that right? I think they go through to the next. Yeah,
3: so they've won the heart of Warwickshire. And then the Warwickshire. Yeah, then yeah, they've got the whole of Warwickshire. And then they go into. Now it's West the West Midlands, Midlands, and then it'll be national. Yeah. Wow. So they're, they're doing different. really
0: well yeah. themselves, that place. So, yeah, I mean, you know, considering they're a micro pub, which yeah. obviously limits, you know, space and various stuff like that, the amount of taps, and, and, like is, of taps yeah. and all that sort of thing, done incredibly well. So, yeah, you know, fair play to them. But they're up Three
1: craft taps now, aren't they? With the
0: siren yes, lane. they are up to three craft taps. We should mention that. Yes, yeah. they have a siren they're a launched. permanent siren line there. So now. they actually did a launch night for that, didn't they? I think they
2: had a, yeah. a representative from Siren came came up, sorry, yeah, from Berkshire. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they've they've now got a permanent line for Siren, which is great. So Indeed. if you're in Warwick and you yeah. guaranteed a, a nice siren deer.
0: Absolutely. I mean just, just as an example of what they've got on Friday they had Yulu. Uh, Yulu, which is, is a loose top. loose leaf tea tea pilo, Absolutely, yeah. Very nice big, and uh, quaffable, yeah. yeah. And the other beers on they had uh, brewby by numbers eleven oh three, which is a session uh, pale, and, and uh, Verdant, 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 um, headband. headband. Yeah. So yeah. you know, uh, in addition to all of the the cast beer that they've got there on Gravity, so you know, certainly they they're getting the, the good stuff in. They really are. Yeah, absolutely. There you go so i think it's probably time for another beer this is Westmail double
2: 2018 version um obviously there's been a lot of variations well variations in years obviously um this is brewed at the microbrewery in antwerpen is that right <laughs> pronounced that right Antwerp, as Antwerp, we call it in sorry. the UK. Yeah. Um, so this yeah. is a dark reddish-brown Trappist beer with a secondary fermentation in the bottle. Um, obviously, we've pulled it out now. Is there much, much, was it much left in the bottle? Can
3: you need to tell? No, not very much. No.
2: So it pulled out pretty lively, didn't it? A, a lot of carbonation. Very, very lively carbonation on it. So it was a creamy head. Um, and, yeah, I guess let's have a little...
0: Set yeah. smell of this one, yeah. That stone fruit on the nose, yeah. It's a classic double, yeah. isn't it? Really, Ooh. Christmas cake, mm. all of that sort of stuff. A bit of cherries, and figs, and again, the alcohol's coming through a little bit. Quite of busy. That. This is seven percent, yeah. Lovely bit of um,
1: so we've gone down in the percentage, a little bit of sweetness
0: in, the in there. Fraction,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> so mm. the
2: Westmore Abbey, I'm not even gonna try and pronounce um, what that is there
1: uh yeah, called on, on the van het helicart belongs
3: like to that. the <laughs> cistercian <laughs> order
0: which was founded in the 11th century okay so there you go yeah i mean they're, they're one of the most influential trappist breweries um so, yeah, I mean, the, the the story is that the monks who founded the Abbey were fleeing the French Revolution and had hoped to reach America. They made it as far as Antwerp. So kind of, you know, didn't really stick out the kind of getting the hell out of there kind of thing. But, you know, fortunately, benefits Antwerp and the surrounding area. Um, so, yeah, the Abbey started selling beer in 1856, grew in bursts and then expanded more rapidly after World War I. The Double brune debuted in 1926, so that's basically what we're drinking, so it's been around a while. Um, but yeah, it wasn't the first beer, uh, actually, built as a double strength, but the one that would serve as an archetype for others. So yeah, uh, the Triple, that is also one of their famous beers, is, uh, came in in 1934. So yeah, definitely one of uh, the most... Kind of influential breweries, uh, so much so that Westmile Double Nine you can find it in the supermarkets. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. is this
2: beer reckons considered a bit of a classic? I mean, is it a bit of a, I mean, would it be a go to for a lot of people for, for this so. beer? I mean, is it? Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's it's because it's it's widely available if, if you go into, you know, most kind of off licenses and stuff like that. If they've got a Belgian section, they will have this, you know.
1: I mean, it's interesting. And I mean, I- I was just going to say, comparing it to the Tint Meadow, which I know obviously puts itself as a. It was more of saying it, it was a brown ale, but.
0: Well, a strong, a strong old English, English ale. Yeah. yeah,
1: the difference in the colours is quite interesting, isn't it? Because this is more of a. This is pouring darker. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's it's got a slight reddish hint to it as well. Yeah, um, it's
2: darker than the Tint Meadow, isn't it? I
0: mean, yeah, it, it's not quite
2: as. Um, it's this is more of a darker, reddish yeah. of red sort of hue to
3: it, isn't it? I mean, possible controversial comment here, but is it. Are, are these styles of beer similar to the, the old Scotch Wee Heavies? Mm. I think yeah, there's yeah, a lot of similarity
0: there. They're very malt-malt-ridden. Malt-ridden. Malt-ridden. it's ridden That's true. Malt-ridden. Malt-ridden. ridden 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 I would say yeah definitely got uh, like a scotch ale a wee heavy that kind of thing if so you it's really like
3: sweet malty yeah you know, dark it's quite dry
0: warming yep all, all the kind of things that you'd look for in an autumnal winter kind of beer, <laughs> or a Scottish <laughs> summer beer. Yeah, <laughs> or
1: yeah.
0: A, yeah, or a Scottish summer beer. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Not when it's 30 degrees outside and it, we're no. all melting. Yeah. But yeah. we have to pick the wrong uh, time, time
0: of year to do this one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of the some of the notes that I've seen here are saying it's noticeably drier in the bottle and, sm- um, but it's smoother on draft. Must admit, mm. never seen this on draft anywhere. Um, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely dry. That's what I was picking yeah. up yeah. straight away.
2: It's very dry, um, and again, that's no bad thing. It's just it's just
0: how it is. Mm. But yeah, considered to be quite a benchmark kind of a double, really. Um, maybe because of its easy availability in the UK, um, but it's, it's it's a great beer. Yeah.
2: I don't think it's quite as sweet as uh, the meadow No, I don't think it quite no. has
0: that. Fruity. Yeah, like you say, the dryness is more prominent, prominent yeah. and
1: also going back, like like we had with the, uh, the first one, that did not taste like an eight percent or drink yeah. like an eight percent. This isn't drinking like a seven percent either. Whereas no. the Tint Meadow, you, you feel it in some ways. Thin. I almost thought that was more felt like an eight or a nine percenter because yeah. it was quite heavy. Well, this one yeah. whereas...
3: this one was bottled in um, sort of mid May twenty eighteen. So it's relatively young. Yeah. As with the tid meadow really as well. Yeah. That must must be around June time. Mm. Um so again, if it's if it's that young then the, the residual yeah. um, sugar that's put in the bottle is mm. gonna be it's gonna be quite prominent, isn't it? I and mean, yeah. you've got to taken to the fact that this the
2: recipe of this beer has been around for so long and
3: yeah.
2: Tim Meadow really had one crack
3: at it yeah. I guess and
2: yeah.
0: I think and it we were drinking yeah. batch one to be honest yeah, yeah and this is the thing are they going to tweak or have they done a load of test brews that have obviously never been made available Well sort Tim Meadow mm. yeah
2: yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, mean hope, I guess
1: I hope they don't tweak because I liked it as it was but I think it, again it's that interesting and see what, what it how it ages
0: absolutely it's one of those where Maybe a lot of people have been buying whole boxes of it to lay it down and, and just see how it develops. You know, it's that kind of beer. So, um, yeah, definitely want to revisit. Yeah, mm-hmm. def- definitely. Definitely. So, yeah, final thoughts on the beers then. Um, it's obviously been a, a bit of a different uh, episode this yeah. time with, with, with uh, hops pretty much uh, absent. From The procedure, it's been a hard I know it's been a real struggle for it. you. I know it's been a real <laughs> struggle. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're looking very weak. You're tried, very weak. I've tried very hard, I've tried my best. You stowed away some jackhammer somewhere, that yeah. <laughs> you can just get it, get Sipping that instant on. hop here. <laughs> yeah, um, no, so it's, it's
2: definitely been an eye, an eye opener, and we've yeah, we've, we've learned quite a bit from, from just drinking these few beers, yeah. really. Yeah, good stuff.
1: So have, have we put got you onto the and beers of off um, the hops or are you? Yeah, I don't think that'll happen, right.
2: that'll happen no, no, <laughs> never as I said to you before it's it's just timing and what's best for that moment and yeah. yeah, as I said hot weather is not conducive to this beer so I'd like to revisit these beers again in yeah. a November December kind of yeah, day absolutely, absolutely. Um, oh, I think really what, really what would be interesting
3: good. is if we had the same beers aged for yeah. six months yeah. yeah try them again see what we yeah. think yeah, you know certainly the Tint Meadow is going to be yeah, great. as a, Tint you know, Meadow would a definitely, yeah, would definitely want um, to keep. And this it one is relatively young. It goes yeah. until uh, May 2020. Um, so I think I think they'll just develop in flavour and taste and complexity I mean, really. You, and I, I think that's the
2: I mean, that's the first West mile I've, I've ever had. I mean, have you guys had previous? I had years? the triples. Have
0: you had yeah. of, have you had previous years of this? Uh, of this not beer of this year? one. No, no. This I've, had some this, I've had the double. I've had this once before. That was about four years ago, according to my untapped. So, um, can can you remember any differences, or is it is probably too big a gap? It's just too big a gap, to be quite honest. If I'd had another one, say a month or two ago, then I'd probably be able to compare. But um, I'd like to try it on tap to see if it is that little bit different as as to what yeah I've read. Um, but then like, the trouble with tap is it's coming, it's going to be sort of colder
2: temperature, isn't yeah. it? And is yeah, that, that's true. Yeah. This sort of beer, I guess, is one is to serve at a particular temperature, I guess. But I suppose yeah. it can always warm up in, in the glass. It's,
0: it's like a lot of stouts these days are. Uh, keg stouts are served perhaps slightly like too, too cool. <laughs> and, and they open up, obviously, as, as you sort of sat there <laughs> nursing it, which you tend to drink something like an impy stout quite slowly anyway. Um, you know, they, they open up with the with, uh, with the increase in temperature and stuff. So yeah. Um just uh it depends. I mean some people prefer to drink this at room temperature maybe. But I quite like them cold to see the changes as as, as it, it sits occurs. Glass, yeah, as yeah. it sits in a glass, yeah. So I mean this this is slightly cooler than um
2: is it been in the fridge for a little bit. It's
0: been in the fridge and then it was out for about half an hour before we started drinking it. So, so it's um, ideal really yeah it's, it's, it's about as close as, as, as I would imagine it's recommended to, to drink this Yeah. so uh, yeah so yeah basically um, if anyone listening is curious about Belgian beer um, what I'd recommend certainly if they're in the Midlands is to go to Beer Gonzo in Coventry yeah. um, not only do they have a great selection of uh, Belgian beer they also have a tasting room out the back Where they have some of this stuff on a proper lambic bar, yeah, a proper lambic bar, yeah, yeah. They absolutely know their stuff. Um, They're really into that style of beer, so that's definitely a. must seek out Um, obviously our local bottle shop Warwick Real Ale have a a, a good selection of Belgian beers as well you know from doubles triples and a little bit of the the kind of sour there's uh, there's a good few I don't
3: know how you pronounce it but Uh, uh, Rochefort Rochefort. so if you you like a bit of um, uh balsamic vinegar
0: then there's a beer for you yeah indeed so yeah that's that's worth checking out as well there's there's less places that are actually where you can get this stuff on tap because a lot of belgian beer is specifically bottle uh packaged um i do know there's um a place in manchester i've not been to um that uh, the name evades me at the moment, but that's that's worth checking out. I think it's in Tib Street in Manchester, um, and London has yeah London places a, as well. Yeah, if you Belgian bars and things. yeah, so you know you can pick this stuff up. Um, obviously, uh, more locally, Head of Steam that opened in Birmingham. Uh, oh, yeah, they've got Le Chouffe and they've got Chimay on draft. So you know you can pick that stuff, up. and they, um, they've got a great bottle selection there as well.
1: What's the elephant?
0: Oh, Delirium. Yeah, they've got Delirium on tap as well at Head of Steam. So, you know, worth, worth checking out. Um, if you're kind of, you know, more in a, an area that's not well served with bars and stuff like that, uh, beer merchants, are uh, they have a great range of Belgian stuff. And their parent company, Cave Direct, are the people that are basically importing Canteon into the UK for decades now. So, you know, they are the people to kind of uh, go to and check out if, you, if you're kind of doing mail order on that sort of thing.
1: And then talking of Cantillon, yep. Cantillon do a yearly, they do they a... They do a yearly those, day, the
0: Swan's Day, the Swan's we, day we think it is pronounced. Swan's day Day yep. or whatever. Um, uh, That is happening this year on September the 29th. Uh, that, amazingly, yeah. is happening at Clink in Birmingham, in Digbeth um, area. Very so exciting.
1: what's that, one specific beer that they...
0: Yeah, met? basically Cantillon brew a beer... Um, that is available in keg that is then shipped to locations around the world. This is a worldwide release day basically of that beer uh, on september the twenty ninth um, so if you 're in the states there 's several locations in the states and basically dotted all over the place there 's about three or four venues in the u k um but yeah uh, uh, this time I think it 's the first time it 's kind of come to the midlands, and Clink uh, will be hosting that. Um, I imagine because the demand will be mega high. Yeah. Um, it's ticketed. going to be. It's be a ticketed event, and it may even be some kind of lottery type thing to get to get. Ticket. I've heard it's been cancelled because I can't make it. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Don't think so. <laughs> um, so um, so yeah, that's that's definitely one to, to look out for in uh, in the, in the well, next few weeks. Any further information. If if,
1: if we if we're lucky enough to go, Dave, we'll smuggle you out a uh, growler, a growler Growler of Cantillon. If it's allowed,
0: there's a lot of restrictions (laughs) on Cantillon. We just might not be able to do it. So the the 2018
3: Zwanza beer, yeah, whatever you however you pronounce it, is going to be a beer filled with notes of mango and citrus, and a fine lingering mouthfeel. It's a wine-like character, uh, and it's accentuated by a slight woodiness. Mm. Yeah, because. just looking at last year's was a cuvee I think oh right
2: Um, which was a two year old lambic steeped with oolong
0: tea oh right so they they uh, tend to kind of do some special things for for the these these have been
3: uh, rested in uh, different uh, types of different grape varieties uh, wine barrels Um, so we've got uh, several different types Chianti Amorone Sangiovese all sorts of Italian ones, so it's an Italian special. Oh, wow, yeah. right.
0: okay, interesting mm-hmm. stuff, excellent stuff. So, uh, right, well, thanks for listening to this Belgian special. I guess, um, if you enjoy this episode, remember to subscribe to the podcast, that new episodes always appear in your podcast app. Uh, leave us a review because this helps us climb the ratings, all of that kind of stuff. And uh, obviously, we're on all the social medias, the main one that we tend to use is uh, Twitter at beers underscore frontiers we're on Instagram, Facebook, blah 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 all of that sort of stuff so uh, hope you enjoyed it and uh, we'll catch you next time. Cheers. Cheers everybody Cheers. 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 There you go